You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Who is that? Let's try that again when I'm not choking on water. Well, hello there. (laughs) Hi, this is Kevin Anderson from the Bleak and Review podcast. How you doing? Sorry there wasn't an episode last week. I wish I had an excuse other than I just completely forgot about it (laughs) and and, uh, went out of town and and didn't uh, have anything ready to go and had no means to record while out of town. So sorry about that. That's why you're getting this today. This is a special Patreon unlock uh, from the patreon.com slash bleak and review feed that up until right now was available only to all you money bags over there who are giving me a few dollars a month to hear extra content. This is uh, going to be an episode of the show formerly titled One and a Half Men with me and Hollis Black, which we recently renamed Fun Hinged because One and a Half Men was a joke that we thought was funny. And, you know, it's still funny, but it's not a very catchy title. And it's like, well, do we have to bring the host's gender into this? Let's make it more catchy and about what the show is about, which is unhinged media in all of its forms. And in this episode, uh, a listener suggested that we watch an anime called Food Wars. And that's what this episode's about. Food Wars, the anime. If you haven't seen it, I mean, you're going to hear all about it, but there's going to be some spoilers. We only watched like half of the first season or something like that, uh, five or six episodes, which probably isn't half because don't all animes have to be like 98 episodes a season for some reason. It's all I remember about my brief stint with anime as a child is it took uh, Goku an entire season to throw a spirit bomb at Frieza and it still didn't kill him. But you know what did? A sword. So, you know, I have a contentious relationship with anime. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, this is a little taste of what's going on over there at patreon.com slash bleak and review. This is a fun episode. Uh, your suggestions uh, for the Patreons who are currently listening to this free one, your suggestions are not going unheard. We have a big old list going. Um, our lives are also settling down. Hollis and I are getting our shit together. So we are going to be having more frequent listener suggested episodes coming out. And uh, you'll enjoy those too. And I guess before we get into the episode, since this is, you know, I did use the Bleak and Review Quarantine Quickie theme song, I should probably do a tiny little bit of an intro here. I'll just tell you a little bit about my uh, my Thanksgiving week before we get into this Patreon content. I felt like I experienced five years in one week. <laughs> if you've been listening regularly, you know I've been uh, all over the place, emotionally speaking. Uh, had a little fling with a neighbor that kind of hurt my heart for a little bit, but then I realized I was just regressing to past emotional bullshit. And I've made peace with that, largely due to the fact that I went out to the mountains and chilled out with my mom and her boyfriend, who I got into an argument with uh, about defunding the police, which I guess means he's my stepdad now. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the rules on that, but I'm pretty sure he's technically my stepfather now. 
but he's a great he's great he treats my mom real good and uh and we had a great time you know out there just having a having a having ourselves a bit of a mountain time and it's interesting because in the midst of all that i was also <laughs> the day before i left to drive up to sacramento uh we had a bit of a bender of like in the commune of Kevin's Kevin's leaving and we're not going to see each other for the holidays. So let's do all of the cocaine and smoke weed and drink whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, podcast, I'm going to invoke podcast clause that I, I wouldn't do cocaine. This is satire. All right, cool. Get off my back cops. A cab. And then uh, got up there. I still had some drugs on me. When I got up to Sacramento, didn't take a lot of drugs, you know, maybe a little bit of Xanax to help me sleep um, after the drive because, you know, anxiety and stuff. And I was still kind of reeling in my emotional trauma, that I, my perceived emotional trauma. And then had a very decompressing weekend and then connected with somebody else who is much more my speed. And I'm having a great time talking to her and... I feel really cool about that. And it's like that all happened in the span of like a couple days. And then I come back to Sacramento on Saturday, the 28th. It's a two-hour drive from the cabin we were at in the mountains back to my mom's house in Sacramento. Found out that uh, my neighbor died. My mom's neighbor, guy that lived across the street my whole life. When I grew up there, he had cancer. He passed away, unfortunately, the night before, uh, Black Friday. And I found this out and was like, I should probably just go to L.A. right now because I haven't seen these people in a long time. This is a very raw thing. I know how I was when my dad passed away, and I you don't want to be smothered with people trying to do right by you. So as I was gearing up, packed up, ready to go, I told my mom I was going to do a little bump of cocaine to help me uh, drive. You know, it is, it's a, probably the most responsible drug you can do. Uh uh, and drive, I think, because you're just focused and alert and you know, maybe you're chain smoking too much, but it's much better than drunk driving or stone driving, I think. And I'm very open with my mother about these things. And she's like, oh, OK, cool. We'll have fun. And so I did a little bump again, podcast clause. And as I'm about to get in my car and leave, I run into the grieving daughter of the neighbor who just passed away, who I have not seen in 15 years and I had just taken cocaine and was a little chatty, but we ended up hugging and, you know, I gave her some, I gave her a lot of dead dad therapy in the 10 minutes or so that we talk because she knows that I've been through it four years ago. And it was very weird to briefly reconnect with somebody like that and then be like, well, see you later. I'm going back to L.A. <laughs> So, I don't know. I wish them the best. I hope they're doing okay. And I hope all of you are doing okay out there. And thanks for letting me uh, ramble at you a little bit in this intro. We're going uh, to cut the intro off here. We're going to have a regularly scheduled leak and review on Friday as well. I believe Joe K will be the guest, so keep an eye out for that. But for now, enjoy this Patreon unlock of Fun Hinged, Episode 4 from September 30th, about Food Wars, the anime. Woohoo! Hello and welcome to another episode of One and a Half Men, dear Patreon subscriber. In this episode, I, Kevin Anderson, and my co-host Hollis Black discuss 
the very perverted food-based anime, Food Wars. This is our first listener-submitted subject for discussion. So thank you to Bleak and Review Patreon subscriber Rudy Rueda for recommending this bit of filth. <laughs> this strange, I mean, you'll hear, you'll hear about it. I don't have to go into it right now. All I will say, quick content warning, not that it's a big deal, but hey, you pay me a little bit of money for this, so I should treat you like a VIP and just in case you want content warnings about things. That was almost a sentence. You get it. Uh, yeah, we definitely talk about uh, hentai-ish porn stuff in this, which by the very nature of it means that we get into some discussions of sexualizing children in different forms of media and pedophilia. It's not exclusively about that, but it comes up. And I thought I'd tell you about that. So here you go. Here it is. One and a half men. Episode four. Food Wars. One and a half men. That's the show. Kevin named it. I, I tolerate it. Okay, okay, another episode. I got this. Just get warmed up, get warmed up. <clears throat> my mommy made me make out with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law's mouth tasted like minty minced meats. My mother's meat is not tough to beat. My mommy made me make out with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law's mouth tasted like minty minced meats. My mother and my mother-in-law and me found a new genre of incest porn. Untapped market. My mommy's market is untapped. All right, I think we're ready. Hi, welcome to One and a Half Men. I'm Hollis Black. And I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I, I wrote it at the beginning of the week, so... You've been waiting. Oh, I've been waiting on it, and also... Whenever I get to work, like, because the whole job is talking to people on the phone, so in the morning for my first cigarette break, I, like, stand outside, I, like, jump in place, like, I run in place. Try you shadow to get, box, try so get, everyone knows you're cool. Try to get myself to feel awake, and I do vocal warm-ups to get ready for customers. Right. And because I thought of that, all week, if someone walked down the street... They would have heard me randomly, very loudly, and enunciating, going like, My mommy made me make out with my mother-in-law. See, <laughs> see, now you have stumbled upon... I'm Kevin Anderson, by the way. Uh, and this is one and a half minute. And you have stumbled upon a much more you version of what I do when I don't want people to look at me in public. Which is just put on headphones that are plugged into nothing. <laughs> you just scream crazy shit. And people go, well, that person's obviously not well. Well, see, that's the thing. is I got them Bluetooth headphones, and they never notice them. And I have... A, they some, never notice my nasty headphones when I <laughs> scream about my mother's snatch. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's the thing is that, like, some people have, like, resting bitch face. I have resting approach me and tell me your darkest secret face. Yeah, that's a tough face to have. It's not my fave. Not your fave face? Not my fave face. I mean, sometimes I like it because, like, I do like people confiding in me. I like talking to people. I like being empathetic and like feeling like I'm a safe place. I just don't like it when strangers do it to me on the bus. Sure, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like when when somebody taps on my car window in a drive-through. Oh yeah, that's no good. <laughs> that's happened a few times and it's not so much that I I, I I don't feel for them. It's just like this is my time. 
I'm here trying to get back. I've already made a mistake. Hey, excuse me. I don't want to be Kevin O'Clock. It's Kevin O'Clock right now. We're about to get two double cheeseburgers and a black iced coffee from McDonald's because fuck it all. Whoa. Yeah. You just like hate your stomach, huh? You just. We're on. You only want to shit in liquid form, huh? I mean, honestly, (laughs) it's. It's not the worst. Uh, uh, it's not the worst because it does feel like you know that satisfaction you get when you like pop a big pimple or or bleed a lesion. <laughs> it's I, like that. You've purged a poison from your body. Is what it feels like. This is mostly a fair. bit, but also based in things I've thought. No, 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 I get it. I get it. I have a lot you, of diarrhea. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, hey, likewise, and also you're hey, right there with you, buddy. Hey, hey, hey don't we all? Hey, if you ain't shitting, we all? if you ain't shitting, shitting buckets. <laughs> pissy buckets of brown. I mean, if anything, it's efficient. It's quick. It's, and it's over. You know what? And it's like electric scissors in that way. It's it's a time saver, and uh, you don't get that time back at the end. So yeah, yeah. Shit. And then you get to use that rest of that toilet time to fuck around your phone and avoid going to your job. Yeah, and get a hemorrhoid eventually. Yeah. You ever been there? You ever had a hemorrhoid? No, not yet. I'm Ooh, scared, honey. I'm Ooh, scared. Fun. I got it. Uh, wait, when do you turn thirty? Uh, this isn't a trick question. A little under a, like a month and a half. Okay, well then we're not on the same trajectory because I got it when I was 29 and a half exactly. Oh, thank God. So okay. you've passed that threshold, which means you're going to have something way worse on your 30th birthday. Ah, shit. Ah. Okay, well, Greg had kidney stones and told me about that. Greg Gonzalez? Yes, yes, Not yes. friend of the show, certainly, but friend of Bleak and Review in general. Indeed. A friend to me. Friend He would deny me. that if you ever asked him. I'm his friend, though. You coward, Greg. Go, anyway. go to Greg at Grego Gonzo on Twitter and just demand to know why he says Hollis is not his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, ask him... Or just him, live your life. Also, ask him how he celebrated Avril Lavigne's birthday. I refuse to explain that. Greg is our favorite friend to gaslight. It's a good time. It's a great time. <laughs> Speaking of a great time... So, we saw Food Wars at the request of... Who? Uh, we this was our this is our first listener submitted topic for mm-hmm. one and a half men. Which if you're just tuning in for the first time, let's let's do a quick ten second recap of what the show is. Hollis and I are buds, indeed, and, and we watch and do crazy things that you tell us to do. Starting now, yes, yes, uh, unless we pull an audible and do whatever the fuck we want for an episode. But we uh, are looking for excessive content, and this being our first listener submitted. Uh, query or or category uh, is an anime from uh, 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 the submitter was Rudy Rueda, uh Patreon Rudy Rueda, uh guy that I met in Arizona when I was doing shows once a few years ago played Overwatch with him once when I was on acid he's great that's uh, right he submitted to us Food Wars the anime yeah also real quick before we jump into Food Wars sure I would like to point out just speaking of Patreon stuff oh love it uh, I currently don't have access to it so I cannot listen to the podcast I'm a host of, and I also have yet to set up that Discord because of it. Listeners, do not tell Hollis what I've done with the editing. This is a call-out. This is a call-out. I have edited you mostly out of every episode. No! And I've replaced you with just car horns. No! People are saying it's That makes not sense. Good. People are saying it's unlistenable. Well, I got real excited because you sent me a screenshot of one of the listeners reacting and being like a discord uh yes please he i assume he said in check please voice and he also got real excited when i name dropped the locust oh yeah that was i want to talk to them and be like yo listen no one else understands us live from the russian compound that's on slaps right saturday night (laughs) 
Live sure. from the Russian compound on Saturday night? Come on, that's a classic. That's a classic. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yes, that uh, quick update on that. Patreon is being shitty about that. I'm trying to add Hollis as a moderator to the Bleak and Review Patreon so we can set up Discord and have access to all that stuff. But uh, I have to upgrade my plan, and whenever I do it, they just don't let me. So I'm going to figure that out at some point. We'll have... More fan interaction stuff coming up in the near future. In the meantime, you know, you can let us know your stuff on the Patreon comments, on Twitter. We, we Our handles are there. They're in the description. You can yeah. see it. Etc. Etc. Et uh, okay, so, Food Wars. Food Wars. Now. This was a lot. It was a lot. Before I get into it, I guess I want to ask, what is your history with watching anime? Um... The you mean the the the, the 3D stuff on uh, next to your your stepmother porn? No no, the, no 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 oh, oh. no the 2D stuff uh, that you gotta keep away from your mother because of the tentacles. Oh, not much. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean that specifically that uh, uh, I would say to not bit. Uh, I grew up watching a little bit of anime. Uh, I was a, a child of the Dragon Ball Z slash Gundam Wing slash whatever tsunami. Okay. Era, Sailor Moon, I saw a little bit of that. Um, Dragon sure. Ball Z was the only one that I religiously followed. That and the Pokemon anime. I was the same way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, after I stopped, after those shows stopped or I stopped having interest in them, I basically didn't have anything. I had no knowledge. I just didn't. It wasn't on my radar for most of my adult, like my teen to young adult life. That makes sense. Until I saw a an anime version of Dante's Inferno, a film. Whoa! Yeah, uh, it was just called Dante's Inferno, and it's edited by three or four different, or drawn by three or four different anime artists. I need to watch that. That's yes. so aggressively up my alley. If I can find, if I can figure out how the hell to find this thing, I, we will watch it. But Beautiful. so I, I saw that, and I was like, oh yeah, anime's a thing. But then I still didn't watch anymore. Sure. I had heard maybe people talking about stuff like Cowboy Bebop and Neon Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the other big ones? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, the Fist of the North Star or whatever. Sure. You know, fucking One Piece. Uh, but then I would say I didn't watch anime again in any real way until maybe about three years ago when my girlfriend at the time, Vanessa Gritton, friend of the network certainly, uh, got me to watch all of Cowboy Bebop, which I liked. Cowboy Bebop is very good. Uh, you know what? I have a funny story about Cowboy Bebop. I guess this... Well, I'll, now I'll fill you in on mine. That mm-hmm. just makes sense. Uh, so, <laughs> the way I started watching anime was I was bullied into it. Because that's how I roll, I guess. Well, when, you know what? You also... It also, that sentence makes sense if you go, the reason I watch anime is because I was bullied. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It yep, works yep. either way. <laughs> that's the thing. is I, I was bullied... By anime people. That's that's a special kind of... Oh, I know. Speaking of Dante's Inferno, what ring of hell is that? I know. Wrath <laughs> and gloom? Probably. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, Not well, lust, probably. It's because I was a kid and um, I was... For some reason, Pokemon caught on in California before it did in North Carolina. Yeah, we're a little ahead of you on the coast. And so when I came out to California, all the kids in like my summer camp made fun of me for not knowing what Pokemon was. Wow. And so that's what got me to start giving a shit about Pokemon. That was my exposure to anime. And so then I started getting into Dragon Ball Z for a while. Um, I wish I still liked it, to be honest. I'm not a fan. Dragon Ball is great, though. Yeah, I had, actually had one of those mangas, if you can believe that. About oh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it happened into my life, but someone gave it to me <sighs> at some point. First time I ever wrote a book that way, backwards, mm-hmm. you know? And that was like sure, the sure, shit sure. with Raditz, and it was pretty violent. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. 
totally. and then like but then like that was still like I watched up until like the end of the Cell saga and okay. then I think I started the next one where Trunks shows up and cuts who's after is it Boo? Is it uh, the fat guy? No, so it's um the Sand Saga where it's um uh, Raditz and then it's Vegeta and Nappa. Right. And then it Frieza. is Frieza. And then it's Cell. And, and then, then it's Boo. Boo. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. After yes. Cell, it's Boo. Oh, after right. Cell, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't hear you. I got like halfway okay. through Boo and then I was like, eh. And then I, I don't yeah, know. About I, think the same. I, I think I noticed Funny the girl's thing. bare shoulder and was like, I like that. Funny thing is that is actually exactly what Akira Toriyama would have wanted. Because he was continuing to make the series because of a contract. He felt like he was done at Cell. Uh, and then they were like, yeah, but contract, you gotta keep going. He's like, fine, I'm gonna make this as dumb as I fucking can on purpose. He's a big, silly, pink guy who turns people into cake and goes, eee! Yep, he wanted you to and be annoyed. people loved it. He wanted to lose listeners, or not listeners, viewers. That's what we're doing. Hey! Hey! Um, so that's so, yeah. That's, so then I you got bullied into it with Pokemon. I got bullied into it. Then Adult Swim came out, and I got real into Trigun. Right, uh, that's still one of my top three. There's like Trigun and Fully Cooly. They're still in my top three. And then I just stopped watching anime for a long time until my mid twenties, when a YouTube video essay essayer named uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. I saw a video from him. That reminded me that oh yeah, it can be very artfully done. And then I got into your Evan, your Evangelions, and I started watching a lot of the like, quote unquote highbrow ones and some of the weird ones like sure. Serial Experiments Lane, which course, is uh, of course Serial Experiments Lane is a cyberpunk. What if David Lynch made an anime? Fun. And the entire story is abstracted, and you cannot follow it because it's not meant to be followed. <laughs> Beautiful, perfect. Um, right up your alley. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, uh, if you want to hear more about it, um, I was on an episode of This Is Rad, uh, Kyle Clark's podcast, talking about anime, so you can hear me kind of nerd out about how I like when anime breaks your brain, like sure. Hodorowsky style or David Lynch style, because it can do that. You know what's interesting is something you mentioned a little bit ago, and this kind of brings us to, like, we'll get through all of this and talk about the specific show, but this kind of informs... Uh, where we both came from or the where our, way our brains both work in some way where you said, oh, I kind of dropped... We both had like an anime drought, right? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of saw a thing that contextualizes like, no, this is... Like there's stuff like I thought of it as only this one thing that I grew up with as a kid and it can be so many other things. That totally. has happened to me with so many other art forms in my life like Big country time. music, pop music, fucking horror movies. Yeah. Like like I've had that exact thing so many times that that's why it's interesting that even though you have a way more knowledge about anime, this thing that we watched <laughs> together started to – even though I have my problems with it, which we'll get into. Oh, yeah. We, we uh, both do. Uh, I, it started to open that door a little bit of like, hey, anime is not just the thing that I bitched about a lot on the Doki Doki Literature Club episode. If you heard episode two of this podcast, uh, where yeah, I was yeah. talking about some of the tropes I found obnoxious about that kind of stuff. And that's not the be all end all. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I've been saying it since... Um, it's funny because when I was in high school, I was a very pretentious kid. Sure. However... I had this to my credit. Um, instead of being snide about things, if someone didn't like a thing I liked, I'd go, yeah, I understand. It's not for everyone. And if I disliked something that someone else liked, I'd be like, that's cool if that's your thing. In high school? In high school. Holy shit. I know. I know. I was, I was mostly like, yo, everything I think is right. And if you don't think that, you're probably stupid and not <laughs> good at your mom. <laughs> totally. Like, I, that's something I figured out pretty young is... 
there is whether you're talking about physical media or music or any type of art there is no such thing as a bad genre only a poorly performed one except porno grindcore yeah porno grind is an exception <laughs> the exception that proves, proves the, the rule, rule. <laughs> absolutely because as we said on the last episode of this show uh horrorcore has a lot of negative terrible things about it but it's still not intrinsically a bad genre because there no, is good horror core. there is there's some very thoughtful stuff out there so that being said let's talk about a real dumb anime so yeah. we watched food wars <laughs> so food wars here's the idea imagine this picture a world <laughs> in a world okay uh so no do it as do it as trailer voice i refuse to continue uh, that fair enough. <laughs> i'll just interject anytime you pause with that voice <laughs> i think that'll make for a very so, cacophonous ordeal so it's about a kid who like he works in a cafe Cooking is his life, and then he goes to a cooking school. Now, the big conceit of the show is, like, it's it's about cooking. However, every time he cooks something, we get a, a very detailed breakdown of why the recipe was good. And it's pretty neat and informative. It talks about, like, how cooking in this style will, like, break down proteins if you, like, you know, uh, ladle the the cooking oil over the top of the fish or whatever. It's got very big Food Network vibes big in terms time. of like, if you are interested in this kind of stuff, which is like gastro, like just like whatever, fucking yeah, yeah. any kind of, like of high micro, cuisine, high yeah. cuisine, you, there's a lot of that in this show, which is an interesting thing that I wouldn't have expected from an anime, but of yeah. course I don't fucking know shit about anime. <laughs> but so then um, anytime somebody eats a food in this show, um, immediately cuts to a close-up of like what that character is feeling, and um, uh, I I don't want to say Inception style. I can't think of the reference I want to make, but essentially every time you get to see what their mind's eye sees when they have this food. Uh, like one time, a food was weird and off-putting, and so Alay imagined being in a hot spring, and then suddenly looking over and seeing a gorilla wildly scratching its back, and that's what it felt like. It for tastes it. It like a western, or it tastes like a lowland gorilla in a hot spring. Was the exact quote, I believe. And yeah. that's now. See, here's great, the problem, though. It's like <laughs> that's very funny, but that is not what it usually is. Usually, it's this food is so good that I. Just orgasmed a whole lot. The food literally ripped the food, the the clothing off of my body. Mm -hmm. I am now naked and wildly orgasming on screen. like somebody's enjoying their meal this anime was made by a production company that before this only made hentai now what is hentai porn well if you're listening to this on patreon i'm sure you're on the internet enough to know what that is yeah anime porn yeah that's the that's the thing that weirds me out the most at my age is we've hit a point in culture where i can make a joke about hentai and i don't have to explain what that is to yeah. anybody yep, yep. it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like i mean like to, to be like it's more prominent than sounding porn <laughs> god damn it because sounding is a thing you have to explain still sometimes like i had to do to my neighbor the other day yeah uh, you know putting a digit or a, an object down the dick hole as it were uh to use the king's english but <laughs> but so yeah this this place the, the company that produced food wars only did uh cartoon fuck porn before this yep and it shows uh it they know show. how to, they got a lot and outside i will say that's not the only time the show is gross uh but it is 
in when the the food gasms, as we found out through the subtitles on Hulu. Yeah, by the they, way, this show is on Hulu. You can watch it there. Yeah, the, like the subtitle will read like character brackets food gasming. Yeah, food gasm noises uh, uh-huh. ensue. And uh, so what it is uh, is every yeah. So whenever the food is really good, especially when our main character makes it, uh, the uh, it elicits a graphic orgasm. But it's soft core. There's no so yeah, far. We haven't watched all There's no that, nips. Um, there's no visible penetration. There's See, that's the thing. Is sometimes it also goes the other way because the main character, as a gag, his favorite thing is being like, "I'm so good at food that almost like as a." As a different type of challenges, sometimes I like to see what is the worst possible food I can make. Sure. And so far, the two he's made have both been tentacle-based. You see where this is going. Yeah. You see where this is going. You see where this is going. Wait, we're doing vocal warm-ups again? (laughs) You see where this is going, where the tentacles are going, where the thing is not showing. Ha ha. (laughs) Small child having sex with an octopus. And that's... We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. So, so basically, the crux of it. We we should point out that we watched the first five episodes yeah, of season one. We watched the first five, and it teased that in episode six they would finally get to the conceit of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is that like now we're having food dishes battle each other. Right. Which is great. Uh, I like the Pokemon Stadium aspect of that. I'm, I'm probably gonna watch the next episode just to find out what that is like. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I'm real pissed that it's been nothing but, like, ooh, 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 yeah, oh faces in response to every food. Well, and the, the thing that's expe- exceptionally obnoxious about it, to me specifically, because as we both talked about before we watched this, I, I was going into this with, I had a general knowledge of what the show was going to be about, and I thought I was going to dislike it a lot more than I did. Yeah. I thought it was going to be way more pervy and way more about the porny stuff and not about the story. The story is actually not that bad by as, no, it's as not. far as what type of anime it is. Yeah, some of the writing is fairly clever. Some of the gags are... Because that's the thing is this is... To describe this show genre-wise is very genre. weird. Because uh, in anime terms, this is a comedy. That part's not the anime part. But in anime terms, this is a non-battle battle anime so think just uh, to to condense that to people who may be in the same boat as i was until like yesterday Mm -hmm. uh that's essentially dragon ball z aesthetic and pacing but with applied to not fights yeah applied to not fights Mm -hmm. aka food dishes that are being battled against each other at a tasting yeah like crazy cameras going all over the place cameras shaking with intensity as someone is like stirring a bowl or whatever like fight choreography to prepare a dish. Yeah. Yes. To 100%. do something that isn't a fight. Because that's the thing is that is becoming a whole genre is non-battle battle manga and anime. And we did watch a whole... Maybe we could link that video if people are curious. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, We yeah. did watch I a patched, whole thing about that that was interesting. I Patch Wolf did a very good video essay about it. Um, but so, so on the stuff that's going on in the story, it's... Kind of slow-paced because it's anime, and that happens, especially in battle anime. But, yes. Yeah. I mean, like we said, five episodes, we just got to the first food war of we got food to, wars. We got to the name of the show. Because, yeah, like, it's that thing that you were complaining about in Doki Doki, but right. way worse. Yeah. Because every single scene, they are making reference to what happened in the last scene. Oh, They God. are double and triple checking how everyone is feeling and what is currently happening. Right. Like... 
You can walk in in the middle of the season having never seen the show, and don't worry, you won't be lost. They'll <laughs> fucking explain it to you. Yeah, uh, you, I'm okay with a previously on segment in most shows. I don't care about that. But when you, you have a long part of the show, I was going to say you have. First of all, you have a long previously on segment at the beginning, and then long entire scene cut flashbacks later on in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But pacing aside, the story is about, like we said, young boy. Uh, growing up in his dad's uh, diner, uh, mm-hmm. his dad sends him to uh, a very prestigious culinary institute where the story becomes, at least from what we got, uh, more about the classism, <coughs> more about the classism and uh, culture of like, you know, high end cuisine because he's technically like an underdog kind of coming from a, a dingy yeah. diner or whatever. And everyone else is full of high, high class, you know, rich one percenters essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is once again going back into... Battle AMA cliches. So, Goku is an orphan, and we don't really know what his deal is until we learn that he's a Saiyan. But because he was hit on the head as a child, he doesn't have that I-need-to-conquer-things gene. Mm-hmm. He instead is bright and exuberant and just likes to fight a lot. Right. And that's what puts him above everyone else. In One, in, um, in one Piece, uh, what's-his-name ate the gummy fruit. Sure. In... <laughs> like every, you could I, say anything right now, by the way, and I would totally believe. Like in Trigun, the dude pulled his dick out and made a bow out of it. No, in, no, in Trigun, <laughs> he has the angel arm, which can cleave a moon in half. So see, like what I said, um, what you said, not dissimilar. Sure, sure, yeah. Naruto, like he is the one ninja that like doesn't come from a family because his father banned him, but he has a fox spirit inside of, of him. Of course, yeah. And because of that, like he. So, like, that's always the trope, is this is the outsider, but there is something special about them. He's got the fire! And so, in this one, the thing is, is I don't come from the world of high culinary arts, but my father was a great chef. We had a run-down cafe, but I am unbounded by genres and nationalities in my cooking styles. And that's his being a sand. That's his eating the gummy fruit. That's totally. his angel arm. Totally. And 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 with that, uh, his dad sends him off to school. His dad goes and fucks off in New York, I guess? Yeah, yeah, That seems like a weird B story that hasn't been brought up a lot, but I'm sure it'll come sure back hasn't. around. It'll probably come back around at some point. Again, we've only watched five episodes. It's not a real anime unless the parent abandons the <laughs> yeah. protagonist. And then, so, getting back to where, uh, when I initially started this thing, like, all the stuff that I actually kind of like about the show is, like, Sure, it's slow paced, blah, 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 but I do, I think it's interesting. I think it's shot funny and there is yeah. funny dialogue and there's a lot of interesting stuff about classism in it. Yeah. And every time I start thinking I like the show, then the scene happens. Yep. Every episode, with at least once, so far we've noticed, I think is about every episode towards the end of the episode, someone, and it's always a young girl, comes real hard after eating something. Yep, 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 yep. And, and that is when I get angry. Hey, you can <laughs> Hey, hey, Hall. When you say young girl, what do you mean by that? Like, give me an age. Oh, well, when we meet her, she's 13. But don't worry, that was two years earlier. So she's 15 now. Almost every person we see come in the show is 15. And uh, hypersexualized. And by the way, uh, some of the shots before the sex scenes are just unnecessarily crotch shots of skirts. Uh, There is one scene. While they're having dialogue, it's just like, now here's... Thighs and the skirt goes up a little bit. There is bereft of air. There is one where uh, she is sitting and talking, and the camera stays zoomed out, and then zooms in on her tits. In for no, one, no, no, no. Oh. In in one shot, it's zoomed out. She's talking, and then it zooms in, 
on her crotch at her skirt area, and that zooms out a little bit and zooms back in on her tits. Yeah. And then it goes back to her We get a real Robert Altman pan across this young woman's body while they're talking about food. Yep. And that is where it loses me. (laughs) That's where it loses me. And we've discussed this, and I don't know where I stand on it. Maybe we can get into it a little bit if you want. I don't know (laughs) if it's satire, but it definitely doesn't read as satire to me. I think they're just like, this is... Fan service. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> a phrase I recently learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, in Western culture, fan service is randomly having Chewbacca show up in right. the side story yes. of a Star Wars. Yes. In anime, fan service is an upskirt shot or a cleavage shot or anything like that. Which oh, what the a- character just <laughs> got out of the bath and we get to see them naked except for like a small twig is obscuring the nipples. And and my my... I find that odd because what a weird and like I'm not saying that it's wrong because it's it's a different civilization like it's a different culture I wasn't brought up in that culture but I just think it's a weird thing to have established about your thing that like you know your wide genre of art is that oh when we say we're doing fan service to our fans we mean we're showing them anime titties yeah well i mean it's, <laughs> it's interesting to it, have it goes that. it goes deeper than you even realize oh i know no um, we can talk about because, that well no, no no just in talking about like how perverse it can be mm. because like for example no sure uh, yeah. there was recently an outrage because this one show decided to correctly translate the word lolly or lolicon. So if you don't know what that is, I sure don't. a lolicon is um, it's a genre of hentai about underage girls. Oh, yeah. No, then I know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean my favorite thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Specifically yeah. <laughs> underage. No, yeah, yeah. That's gross. Um, that's disgusting. And to, to be an adult male who is into underage girls, you're called a lolly. And so recently an anime came out where a character in it is a lolly, surprisingly common trope. This is why I have a hard time with a lot of anime. Sure. Um, and for the English translation, they decided to use the word pedophile instead of lolly. And a lot of fans got very upset at the accurate naming. Even, yeah, they, they were like, you've westernized the, the, the thing that I am. Yeah. Uh, when you call me a lolly, I'm kawaii. But mm. when I'm a pedophile, I go to prison. Here's the thing. It's called hebophilia and taxes are theft. Well, that is true. And we know that. We don't have to get into that. We all know that. Pay your workers Welcome whatever you want. Welcome to my libertarian corner. Hey, what's right, up? So you want to get on YouTube? First thing I want to do is you're going to want to YouTube Hillary Clinton, Black Hood's Frogs Taxes Anime Girl. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What they don't tell you is that if you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour and you don't let small businesses just pay whatever they want, everyone's going to be coming to cartoons. Small cartoons. Little ones. Babies. Tiny little cartoons. They call them chibis. They call them chibis. They call them chibis. <laughs> and it might not be what you think it is. Coming up at 11, they call it chibis, but it's not the kind you're thinking of. What do these anime children do to your penis? We'll find out. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. All right. So, um, but that is, that is, so that is the thing that I've yeah, been struggling it's, it's with. It's a prevalent issue. It's, um, it's, and then I've been struggling with it. And, and I mentioned this in Doki Doki Literature Club episode as well. I struggle with what is a stylistic thing that I'm just not used to because I'm born in America and the Western yeah. Hemisphere. Well, and what is actually fucked up about it? And I know what I think, but I don't know what. To think in general. Yeah, so I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this, but I will say... But you should. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I do know a 
a, a, a moderate amount. Sure. And so one of the big things with Japanese culture regarding sexuality is that it is very strange to me because it is simultaneously progressive and regressive. Yes, this was a thing America. that this was a thing that we were talking about when we were watching it. Cuz like there's a lot of anime like going back from like the 90s and 80s that features like trans characters and sometimes that's cool and sometimes they're harassed for it and it's treated as a gag. Right. Like I like it's it's almost a running joke that I've had a lot of friends be like, "Oh yeah, you would love this show, Hollis." I should warn you, um, there, <laughs> there is this transphobic part, and then I respond, "Yeah, it's an anime. I'm aware." <laughs> every every anime comes with an uh, uh, an unspoken content warning for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like similar to horror in that respect. Sure. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I get it. There's going to be an aspect that is a little fucked up to me, and so that's the thing with Japan is that like. There is a lot of repression. You do not have PDA, but at the same time, you also do not marry for love. You right. marry for, you know, status for, for status, essentially. And so it is not taboo to see a sex worker. Right. Which is how it That's should normal. be. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I don't think you should cheat on your wives if you're in a marriage and that's not what well, they're not down with. Yeah. That. yeah but like, like if, it's, if it's a situation where you both know you've married for status. Well, and see, cool and that's where it, it goes back to being aggressive is that oftentimes it is sort of a sneaky thing. You just don't mention it to your wife, but there's an unspoken like, yeah, we know. Everyone it's like, knows it's, this. yeah, it's, it's kind of, I mean, kind of to an extent, like that's how, like if it's got mad men energy of like, I know what Don does, you know? Yeah. 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 He's, but he's the guy and I'm blah, absolutely. Blah, blah. So it is regressive in that way. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then like, likewise, um, I had a friend visit Japan recently, and he was explaining how there are a lot of restaurants you go to where you're not meant to go with people. You are meant to go alone. Right. You get a booth that faces a wall, and you cannot see anything. It is an isolated experience, and that is, like, kind of a norm in a lot of places. Right. And I do think about that a lot, about how, like, it is very common to, like, develop in this very isolated way. And sure. so as a result, it's like, yeah, no wonder there's like so many odd kinks. Yeah, like I was going to say kinks and fetishes and stuff of that nature always is born out of the environment somebody is in yeah. when they're developing their sexuality or they're, they're becoming sexually aware of their own feelings and desires. Yeah, it's like the... It's like, like we all have that. It's just that's the different kind over there because of their culture. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the Eddie Pepitone bit. He has this bit where... Oh, I, like, I'm not I'm going. A, I'll, I'll do it, but you just tell me which bit you're going to do, and I'll do it. I, well, no, let's not quote the whole thing. I'll just give <laughs> the conceit of the bit because, like, ah, like I go, bleed in fountains. Go, no, I know it's not that one. <laughs> go listen to Eddie Pepitone's most recent special. It's very good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a part where he's talking about oh, lying yeah. to his father, and the funny, the great reveal is, you know, he goes like, "Do I be honest with my father and have this moment to be vulnerable, or do I lie and?" know that that's how I treat people I love is I lie to them. So I decided to be honest and say, yes, father, I skipped school today. And then my father hit me. And that's why I like, like brought sex. Hey, that was the, the, the dueling Eddie Pepitones. Come see us <laughs> at the Fonda Theater in 2023 when we're all skeletons. Yeah, but, uh, but like I think about that no, a lot. Absolutely. I think a lot of fetishes and kinks are born of traumas oh uh, yeah absolutely like i mean this isn't really my thing to talk about at length because it's not my situation but i know that a lot of people who are survivors of rape 
enjoy rape role playing fantasies because yeah. they can control it and stuff. So like I, I get that. Absolutely. I get that. And so there is a lot of stuff going on there. I want to go quickly back. Uh, well, after we've talked about like that a little bit, like all of the oh, a the, classic Monica backtrack. Uh, this is a classic Monica backtrack. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you for remembering that. <laughs> uh, that was perfect. Uh, classic Monica backtrack here, of course. Um, one thing that we both agreed is really weird about food war specifically is after all this stuff we've just said about like the differences in culture, blah blah blah, all this stuff. They have, and again, we've only watched five episodes, so maybe we're wrong. They have many opportunities to sexualize different kinds of characters yes, in the show, yeah. but they don't. Yeah, and that bothers me. That's why I get upset. A lot of levels, because yeah, um, I remember we first meet the mother of the boarding house whenever he moves in there. And, like in a, her 70s. And he, yeah, yeah. And he has to feed her something. And I got real excited. And I kept pointing at the screen, pointing at you and going, yeah. we're going to watch her come. We're going to watch her come. It is worth pointing out quickly that uh, a big thing when we were watching this was Hollis screaming, whenever anybody came on the screen, you're going to see them come. And you're going to see them come. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. girl's going to come. And that guy's going to come. And that dog's going to come. <laughs> it, was a, it was a real unhinged way to live. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to start applying it to every show I watch. But we got really excited, though. We got really excited. Yeah, because they oh, were great. going to do a, a pretty funny thing and up like, until now it's just been like, young women that like what if the fan service goes wrong for the pervy dudes and this isn't what you want to see but you're gonna see it's it. like hey if you want this you're gonna get all of it but instead how uh, do they handle it Hollis she, she eats it and then she remembers what it's like to be young uh, and then has the orgasm flashback as, as her like 15 year old self we get a fucking moonlit flashback scene where she's got giant young anime girl titties that are barely po- like fucking yep. being restrained by a top yep and it's like you had opportunity to make the old woman come you didn't you said we only know how to draw young titties so we yep. go back here or maybe we, that's it honestly or in the last episode we watched we watched a sumo wrestler eat something really good Dude. and like listen i'm not gonna deny it. it's very funny it it's is a, funny it's a good gag he takes a bite of this food that is meant to honor the tradition of sumo and that he puts it in his mouth and the second he puts it in his mouth he is suddenly in a ring and another sumo wrestler Hits him in the face really hard, and that's what it feels like for him to taste this. And that's funny, but it's not a man coming. It's not a sumo wrestler having it like stripped off of him, and he comes. And how funny would that have been? That would have been amazing, and it would have at least justified some of the shit that they had done. Before, yeah, they only me. do it to the creepiest target. They did have they did have the French guy once show up at the end of the honey based orgasm scene, and we could probably list off some fun orgasm scenes after this. I'm sure, or yeah, not fun, but we can give people an idea of what kind of shit happens. Yeah, but like like there's. They dance around the idea of men coming to this or old women coming to this. And it's always somehow just happens to be young women with giant fan service titties. Yeah, big time. Big and time. That, that's where I get – that's where it loses me a well, little bit. Well, and it makes me mad like not only on the ethical level but like we both write comedy. Right. And so if you don't know, a big thing in, in comedy writing, in specifically in sketches, is what they call game. Um for a great example of game, watch the Jordan Peele sketch where they're listing off football players' names. Right. Game is where you say or do a wild thing and then is reacted to with the same thing, but even wilder and yes. elevated. Absolutely. And so as someone who knows how game works, it makes me really mad to see like, okay, oh, you're going to ramp up to like have the sumo wrestler do it now. And that's not what the fans would want to see. Right. But you're getting it. That's hilarious. And then they don't. And like ethics it's aside. A huge missed opportunity for great writing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, and for another example of great game, watch the pickup artist. Hey, hey, mystery's my favorite person. Don't look at me like that. I'm going to fight you. I love it. I'm going to. You're going to? Uh, um, wait, yes. no, wait, no. We're about to do a fight. We're doing a we're doing a fight anime right now. In about three episodes, I'm going to throw energy at you. <laughs> this is how we fight now. Oh, uh, hey, speaking of, speaking of uh, getting in the spirit of the battle and also getting in the spirit of the show, our, and, and just the spirit of Christmas. Our, honestly, our, it's never too soon. Our roommate, uh, who may or may not exist, Richard, uh, he just baked some cookies. So hold on, I'm going to go bring him over and. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll beatbox while you're doing it. Yeah, I'm gonna bring him over, we're each gonna have a bite, and let's see how we each handle them. Alright, Kevin, after you please, take a bite, tell me what this is like for you. When I bite into a Richard Park chocolate chip cookie, I feel like I'm on top of a mountain! <laughs> and I'm freezing to death because I didn't pack properly. Oh no! There's a woolly beast. Oh, well, that makes sense. You are a man, so it doesn't really get sexualized when when you. No, eat I'm the gonna foods. come. Just give me a second. Oh, okay. I'm edging. Oh, this is this is this is me fantasy edging on top of a mountain. There's a fuzzy beast on the snow-capped horizon. He approaches me, and he fucks me in the ass, and I come. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I got nothing else. All right, all right. Oh, let me. Yeah, you do the one that you prepared aggressively. You fucking Shut psychopath. Up. Shut up. Get my face. <laughs> right, so it smells, smells good. It smells buttery. It is pretty good. The the texture is nice. I'm gonna take a bite. Oh my oh my god, it's um So this is embarrassing. I didn't want you to know that when I come it sounds exactly like the song you suffer by grindcore band Napalm Death. Well, here's the thing: is that you pulled that up on YouTube, and that was just the clip of that noise. How many views does that have? Is it doing better than my <laughs> sketch comedy that I've created? Because I will kill myself. So it's a song. It's a three-second-long song. Oh, it's it one has, of those things. It has 5.2 million views. Art is dead, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and non-binary folk. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you in the Napalm Death one of these episodes. Yeah, I fucking bet you will. <laughs> Uh, so now that that, is, that now that that bit is done, and are, I will I will edit it. You to are, be, I will edit it to be more seamless. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, think you're I'm watching you. You're like you are physically annoyed with me right no, now. No, I'm not annoyed with you. <laughs> I'm actually genuinely more annoyed with the fact that that song has 5.2 million views. <laughs> it's not anything. Why would anybody ever want to hear that? Uh, <laughs> we can't. This isn't for this episode. All right, all right, fair. Let's move on. <laughs> we'll talk about Napalm Death in like I don't know January. <laughs> all right. So um. Okay, so yeah, I, get, I think we've I given like, the general idea of what the show like they is. We still love the comedy. What, what, um, let's talk about some of the so like some of the the cum scenes are like, like you said, there's like a, a peanut butter tentacle that fucks a young girl. I yes. mean, she's not you don't see it enter, but you know what's happening. Yeah, there's also a honey. There was some bees one. that essentially bukkakeed somebody with honey. Bees who have the main character's face. So here's also a thing I want to talk oh, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is um. <laughs> So the hero loves to go on like hero monologues in the style of like a la like Goku like yeah I'm gonna train hard and be the strongest in the hyperbolic <laughs> chamber haha <laughs> Piccolo you're my best friend it's fun to fight with you like he goes into those kinds of like Naruto like ha I'm gonna be the best ninja believe it like yeah, the, type the, of like almost Sonic the Hedgehog energy very much so very um, much Sonic the Hedgehog he he does like those kinds of monologues but. 
they are weird to me because I know the context of like in this show when something tastes really good, it's going Someone's to make you come. orgasm. Yeah. So in my head, he's just always every time he's like, "Hey, listen, you might come from upper society, and yeah." I came from a small cafe, but I'm proud of the way that my father taught me how to cook. And rest assured, one of these days, you're going to have my cooking, and I'm going to fuck your mouth. Yeah. Like, that's how it sounds every Absolutely. time he does that. It's not, I'm going to drop a spirit bomb that destroys half the planet to fight you, Frieza. It's, I'm literally going to make you come via your oral sensation and I'm going to sit here and watch it happen. Whoa! And everyone else is going to watch it. Whoa! Pretty big words coming from you. You you don't know what it's like in the streets. Rest assured, with this mixture of salty and savory, I'm going to fuck your mouth. I, I, I know that we didn't have any proper meat left, so I ended up using mushrooms and potatoes. And with that concoction, I'm literally going to skull fuck you. Mmm, thanks to this umami, it's as if you're being penetrated from all sides. That umami... <laughs> I'm plucky. That umami turned into an omami real fast. <laughs> they call it umami. <laughs> but why is it making school children come? <laughs> this pedophile, I'm sorry, lolly boy, <laughs> has meant much to say at 11 here on Fox News, probably. <laughs> uh, what were some of the other notable come scenes? Uh, okay, so, I mean, I, can, I only remember a couple. Uh, they were, I was mostly just not there was the angels there were like cherubs that like yeah, fucking... yeah so he made he made a dish which was um essentially an egg and rice dish but he included a gelatin that had like a bit of a honey uh note to it and so suddenly the girl tastes it and she is floating in heaven cherubically which is when nice swarm of bees with the main character's face no no swarm of cherub angels this that's is different right, that's right they're like, little baby like cupids oh god so what was it there were it, bees it, there were also bees bees with were a different one so it wasn't a honey based recipe I think he like put something that had like umami in it it whatever it, it was, was it was like it had, a, a cloud, it had like the idea of like it was, it was a beef rice stuff. where it was like the cloud yeah, yeah it was a really good looking dish by the way all the food in this yeah, looks you, great yeah that is that is funny is that they actually the the amount that they pay attention not only to like the the intricacies of the actual ingredients like somebody who's on their writing staff knows how to cook or watches cooking shows yeah, at the very a, least they're, like they're definitely into food science yeah they're very into food science but that's the weirdest combination ever is they're very into weird science and also cartoon porn mm -hmm. uh, it's a very I said weird science is that what I just said they're very weird into the movie science. weird science and cartoon porn. Emotion. Keep it going. Keep it going. She blinded me with, with science. science. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got one. I got it. This, this go is going to be a drop because if I can find the instrumental, I might do it. Okay. She blinded me with hentai. Is that anything? Oh, or should I cut it out? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I'll figure out how much I hate myself later when I end it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like it is like again. So is the food looks great, food sounds great, and then it's gross. And there's little angel babies trying to rip the clothes off of a child and fuck her with their little angel dicks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which like you don't see. You don't see dicks. You just see most of tits and ass. Yep, yep. And then like there's another one where it's a honey based recipe, and once again the the girl is sitting next to him. She's in a like a river of honey. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's, like, some small object obscuring the nipples, but, like, her breasts are out. And then a swarm of bees that all have the main character's face are around, and they are covering her body in honey. And then, like, at the very end, in the foreground, the male professor who they are supposed to be impressing in the first place 
shows pop, up for a second. He pops up from the river and goes, ah, and then it ends. Makes it's a like, vaguely, they don't sexualize yeah, it. They make, he makes a vaguely positive cartoon like pleasure noise. Not overtly sexual like yeah, what yeah, the girls are doing. Yeah, no, literally, ha ha. Yeah, like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's just stoked about this. He's laughing. After we literally watched Honey Bukaki happen. Yes. Uh, and, and then so that, and, and again, if, if it changes later on and they get confident enough to start sexualizing men and, and older women or whatever and make it an even playing field, then I'll allow it a little more slack. But yeah, listeners, my ultimate, if, yeah. if anyone has watched this... Rudy you, would probably know. <laughs> yeah, like, let us know if they go on to expand that and now the gag is that everyone comes. Or if they just stop making everyone come and they focus on, like, this dish tastes like a flower blooming for the first time on a mountain. For this my- one tastes like getting slapped by a sumo fair. Like, if they lean real heavy into the absurdism... Or make everyone come. From what I understand, let us know. Yeah. From what I understand, and from I'll Nadav, go back into the show. From what I understand, from Nadav, a uh, friend, Nadav Fleischer, of course, you probably know him if you listen to this. Uh, Nadav uh, said the orgasms continue, but you get numb to them. Yeah, uh, the food gasms. I'm so sorry. Food oh my gasms. god! Please do not drag me on Twitter for this, everybody. <laughs> um, so that's basically what our experience of the show was. That's how many episodes we saw. That's what we gathered from it. Here's an odd thing. Yeah, I. Uh, a friend of mine um, brought this up that Food Wars shows up on a lot of like want to get into anime here's a show to start with <laughs> if this was the first one you ever saw and you thought this is what the genre is would you want to watch more anime Here, no but I have a caveat <laughs> Sure, uh, it's a specific no is what I'm saying uh, it's a specific no in the sense of if I had never seen any anime and then I saw that I would probably never want but again I had seen anime as a child and even I saw Cowboy Bebop a few years ago. But if I watch this, I still, without the context of like, you know, all the other stuff, I still feel like, oh, that's probably what the rest of it is. You know what I mean? Totally. Like it's still, it doesn't come through as much, but like it's still there where I'm like, this is why I don't do this is because I might, this is like, it's, it could just be this, you know? Like it's kind of like a thing yeah. of like, I it, like to an extent, a weird parallel to draw, but like why I don't get into a lot of hardcore music is because I know what I don't like about it and it's very hit or miss for me with hardcore whether I like it or not and so I just haven't really bothered to sift through to find the stuff that's not that. Totally. I think it's kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you're in the similar boat with if that was the first anime you saw. Yeah. No. I I wouldn't want to see it. I wouldn't want to watch more Um, because that's the thing is that like Again, like some of the comedy is pretty sharp. There are gags that I laughed out us yeah. laugh. I laughed out loud a few there times. There are clever moments. So like would this be my thing? No. And also like this show is very much indicative of a lot of parts of anime that make me be like, I don't ever want to admit to liking which anime. It's, it's still Because this is a lot of the worst parts of it. I'm sorry. Really it really is. It is. And it's it's so uh I have to bring it back up again. It's just so common that the phrase fan service means that. And I that really blows my mind. Oh, yeah. It I mean, really does. Because what? it's just indicative of what the fans want. Yeah. I mean, like, to a similar note, like, uh, I was t- telling you about this the other day. That, um, there's Dujinchi, which, if you don't know what that is, that is um, hentai comics based right. on a popular product. And... They are not officially licensed, and yet they will show up in comic and bookstores, like, next to the original property. Like, it's that popular. So, essentially, uh, it, like, to break it down in American terms, like, if it would be, like, as if 
uh, Harry Potter, uh, you know, to bring up the worst thing to bring up right now. By the way, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Uh, just wanted to get that out. Sure. Uh, Harry Potter was sold alongside next to the fan fiction My Immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it, obviously not as trashy more than that, the More than that, it would be like if you walked into, um, not a blockbuster, that's wrong. <laughs> if you walked into a Best Buy and next to Edward Scissorhands no, was sure. Edward Penis Hands. Right, right, right. Or if you walk in, yeah, like, you watch, you, I want to buy, I, on Hulu, you go, I want to watch some Family Guy. You start searching Family Guy and the two things that come up are Family Guy and Family Guy porn from the sidebar ads on the porn site. But it's you go sold to. in stores. But it's sold in stores. Yeah. So that, that does, it norm, it's very much more normalized to that people just absorb this stuff. Then. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, just like card, like, I don't know what it's, yeah, it's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So I don't know if I cut you off. I'm so sorry. here, I guess, I guess now we go into Let's get the into final it. bit, which is, would you recommend this to somebody? Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I asked you. So. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure, I had a psychosomatic breakdown right there and oh, I wasn't sure. sure who I was. Sure. I'll do it then. No, I, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would no. only recommend it to somebody as a novelty and if they kind of liked anime already. And sure. especially if they were a huge anime fan, which they probably already have known about this. So yeah. I'm not even – anybody who doesn't know about this probably isn't really into anime. They may be like – they're probably like me. they probably like, oh, I know Cowboy Bebop. I know that one movie I saw once. I would never be like, you need to watch <laughs> this because it's culturally important. I would be like, this is – Interesting that it exists because it's something I haven't seen, but uh, I don't recommend it because I feel like a pervert if I do. Totally, that makes that's kind of where my that's where so, I learned on that. So, what would you recommend as opposed to this? In the same vein, yeah, just whatever how you however you associate it. If I had thought about this, I it doesn't of time, have to be an anime. Just like no, I know you do. You talk about whether you would recommend this or not. Sure, while sure. I think about that. Um. Generally speaking, no. I might to a few very specific people in like a very highly qualified way, just like warnings of like, look, there's a lot of repetitive stuff, but if you like if you like battle anime, sure, go for it. If you have a a strong stomach or high tolerance for like that specific fan service y kind of bullshit and you can look past it, sure, go for it. Otherwise, no, I disliked it. I disliked yeah. it a lot. And again, we only watched five episodes, so we disliked those five episodes for the most part. Even though we were kind of interested in the story a little bit. Yeah. It, overall, I it's not something that either of us is clamoring to finish out season one. No. And I did think of a good uh, thing to recommend instead. Sure. Uh, in the vein of, uh, this is ridiculous... A little bit over-sexualized, but it has, like, just it's just madness. Uh, but if you want to get that, like, fan service in a way, but done in a way that it's clearly satire, and mm-hmm. it's, like, how ridiculous the thing is in itself, shoot em up. The film shoot em up. Okay. Clive Owen. It is... I didn't mean to see that. It's... Okay, so basically, it's what Wanted wanted to be, uh, but that movie's not nearly as good. Shoot em up is uh, just the briefest explanation. It's a very... Very campy action film. The most over-the-top characters. Everything is dramatic as fuck. It's just ribbing on every single action film trope, including the impossibly hot fucking, like, sex interest in there who's, like, the lactating nurse and all this stuff. And there's a scene, there's literally a scene where Clive Owen is mid-coitus 
and he's shooting like 20 people as they come in while he's fucking this gorgeous fucking Russian woman. And she's just like getting like just and it's so funny because it's so stupid and it's clearly not meant. And also, they're all uh, uh, of age. There's no, uh, uh, there's no <laughs> child tits in it, so that's another plus. But if you like, 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 I think in the conversations we had about this show, we weren't sure if this was supposed to be satire of fan service or if it was fan service. At least I wasn't sure. And I, what I will say 100% is that Shoot 'em Up never takes itself seriously for a second and only gets sexual because it's hilariously stupid. This show makes it too fucking weird for me. Okay. It's a very weird parallel to draw, but in the moment, that's what I got. I get it. <laughs> yeah, get it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as for me, I have three. Well, all right then. Uh, and well, one for each part of the show. Okay. Okay. Oh, that would have been better. <laughs> so, well, I. <laughs> I should. I'm also part. more of an anime nerd. That so. is true. Okay, so if you want a comedy in anime. Uh, go with Mob Psycho 100, which is the sideshow from the creator of One Punch Man. Like, watch One Punch Man, but if, you ha- if you've seen Ari, watch Mob Psycho 100. It's great. It's hilarious. It's one of the most clever shows I've seen in a long time. Now, if you want something that is uh, sexual satire, watch Kill La Kill. Now, also, anyone that's seen Food Wars has probably seen all three of my recommendations. Right, 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 right. I'll explain Kill La Kill for you because I think it's hilarious. So the gag in that show is that clothing gives people powers. But this, Delightful. But this girl, she goes to high school, and she gets a, uh, she has the school uniform that when she goes into battle mode becomes really skimpy, magical girl style. Of course, yeah. She can't and fight the, and not have tits. And up. the thing is, is like that's the gag. Is sure. that the skimpier it is, the more powerful you are. That's funny. And it's making fun of it really hard. And it's like that show makes me laugh a lot. Nice. And like they do sex in a very funny way. Like the best friend character is this dumb girl with like a bob haircut. And in some sequences, she is just like flat chested, nothing, just very goofy. But then the second they need her to be in a compromising pose, she suddenly has double D breasts. Ugh. And they know it. They're like purposely of doing course, it that of way. Of course, of course. And I it's get that. very funny. It's that that energy is kind of what I was thinking when I was trying to explain why I shoot them up in that way. It's like yeah, they it, are a very aware It has that FLCL, like fully coolie energy. It's like, oh, when it's being sexual, it's, it's like it's honest, as a gag. It's honestly a middle finger to the ones that do it for perverted reasons yeah. or whatever. It's Big a, it's time. A, it's a, this is what you fucking look like, idiot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one, if you want a good non-battle battle anime, look, there's some very good ones coming out recently, but I'm not super up to date. If you haven't seen it, go watch Death Note. Yeah. Up until a very specific point in the plot, you will know when it happens. Sure. It's kind of like in Twin Peaks where you're just like, well, fucking now what? They found the murderer. Why is the show going on? You're going to hit that moment in Death Note and you can turn it off then. You can do it. You can do it. Because Death Note, the whole thing is it's like a, a sly killer and a really smart detective having battles of wits. And it's done the same way. Like, there's this great sequence where he is trying to covertly kill people by writing their names into a cursed book. Right. But he's also doing homework and he is being watched on camera. And so we have this, like, big, like, sweeping arm. Right. As he is writing in his homework. Knowing that, like, he can't be seen writing the book, and then he'll reach into his bag of potato chips. He has the book in the bag of potato chips. He'll write the name in the book, 
and then pull out a potato chip and eat it. Like a goddamn ninja. It's done so dramatically and it works. Beautiful. It gives you the feeling of like a Super Saiyan fight, except it's just a guy writing while eating potato chips. Which I also believe is covered in that YouTube video that we'll probably link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the like battle, iPad battle, talks about the, the battle anime that's not battle based. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, can I admit something to you before we go into plugs here? Sure. I was going to jokingly say, hey, if you want to see young women overly sexualized in an almost pornographic way, go check out Cuties on Netflix. I'm a big Ted Cruz fan now. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to do it because I haven't actually seen Cuties and I know that there's uh, it's a hot hot bait thing so instead I'm going to say my second recommendation is Chef watch Chef with John Favreau and and John Leguizamo it's a great movie about food and uh, there's almost no child titties and also there's a show based on it yeah it's great it's great or watch Binging with Babish literally anything with food if you're interested in food shit and don't want to watch hentai porn just watch any cooking show yep (laughs) pretty much and those are my recommendations so Hollis this has been a ride it has been a ride. What do we What do we talk about here? We already talked a little bit in the uh, beginning of the show about people sending us submissions and stuff. Uh, but if they want to like contact you specifically, where would they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Facebook under my own name. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Hollis Black. Or look at the description of this and just click on the dang link I put there. Mm-hmm. How uh, about you? Oh well, you know about the same. I've been uh, going for it. I'm also under it's Hollis Black. I just put. I just, <laughs> I just put a, it's just a K. There's no C in the black. So it's, it's all black. <laughs> uh, and of course, I add KB Anderson, yo, and all the things. Uh, hey, go, you can listen to my free show, Bleak and Review. Uh, you probably already do, but if you came here for this show specifically because you're a fan of Hollis and you don't know about what I do, Hollis has been on that show too. It's a That's great, true. it's a podcast. It used to be way more into comedy and now it's kind of a news recap, sad, figuring out life podcast with funny sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's every Friday on the Unpops Network. And, uh, you know, uh, let us know what you want to, uh, what, what you want us to check out. We got a good list going, but we're going to get to everything eventually as long as we're able to obtain the thing in question, which so far we're having a pretty good, we're pretty good streak with from yeah, what we've yeah. researched. So, uh, if there's anything a on dec- your mind. A decent amount of these things that have been requested are things that, like, I'm already kind of aware of and can immediately pull up if need, like, there's been uh, so much anime. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to promise it next episode because I don't know what we're doing next episode. But Me like, but like SCP is what we're going to get to. Either, That's coming up soon. That's coming next up soon. or the one after very soon. And you were like, what is that? And I was like, oh, one time I auditioned, not auditioned, I submitted a packet to become a writer for SCP. Don't Perfect. worry, I will hook you up with a bunch of stuff regarding And it. I was like, oh, I played Control once, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, keep the submissions coming in, please. Uh, watch Food Wars if you come to weird stuff. If you want to, I don't yeah. Know. I like, mean, it's on Hulu, like, you can check it out, uh, see for yourself what you think. It's fine if you have the tolerance for that type of thing in anime. And if you don't, there's other good anime. Halls told you all about it. Just have a good time, you know? And, uh, 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 uh you know, fuck fascism. Uh, fuck fuck 12. fascism. Fuck, fuck 12. 12. Big time. Uh, ACAB. ACAB indeed. Uh, Trump's taxes are bullshit. Yo, can we talk about the fact that my oh job, <laughs> at my job, I, I call people who are in tax debt and I'm like, hi, can I help you get a lawyer? Trump could, Trump qualifies to be one of the people I would need to call for my job. The president of the United States is Owes someone money who qualifies to the for me to, to call and be like, hi, I see you did tax crimes. Let us help you. And if that's not America, folks, what is? We'll see you next week. I'm going to eat my own head. 
Hollis will all be eating their own head, so it'll just be me and the smooth sounds of 106.5 The Cock here in the Twilight Zone. A lot of references coming at you. We're fading the music out now. Gonna set myself on fire! Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. Sorry, that's the end. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>